reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 38, Text 13. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Sachavatirna Kila Satvatavaye. Swasetu Palamara. Varyashama Krit. Yashovitamvan Praja Asta Ishvaro Gayanti Deva Yadashesha Mangalim. That same Supreme Lord has descended into the dynasty of the Satvitas to delight the exalted demigods who maintain the principles of religion he has created. Residing in Vrindavan, he spreads his fame, which the demigods glorify in song and which brings auspiciousness to all. Om Jnana Timurandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Taksurandalitam Yena Tazmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhistam Tapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Panchakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Shindhu Vayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare I was speaking to one of my friends who, Hari Kirtan, some of you may know him. He uh, lives in Washington, D.C., and he teaches yoga philosophy. And uh, I think quite a few of least the, the people who are, their service for God is fully communicating his message I'm sure they feel for the people who are suffering for the pandemic, which goes on and on and on and on, it's starting to get a little scary that it's just continuing and continuing, especially when you want to go to Vrindavan and visit other places. But the good thing is is the communities that are developing and the increase in the amount that people are, are hearing. I also like the fact that many people are becoming empowered 
to share spiritual life. Even myself, you know, you had to line up at the temples for your turn. Now you can do it whenever you want and your, your audience can hear. And he also discussed about how his relationships were deepening with people also. And I also feel that. I just feel real satisfied to see you all. And I do, for the sake of speaking, I do press on the chat so I, I do know which of the devotees are coming to the classes and I, I express my, my gratitude for that. <clears throat> um, so now this is a very special story about somebody who is in the process of achieving what our desire is. We want to be with Krishna. We want to see Krishna and be, we want to be pure enough in heart in a pure mood of, of, of service and devotion that we become qualified to be in the spiritual world. And that means to be a participant in its harmony there has to be harmony for there to be peace. There has to be harmony for there to be happiness. And harmony means there has to be a common center. There has to be an interest over self-interest that you agree to. Otherwise, stay by yourself. Not really, we, we, we have to be purified, but what I'm just saying, you won't like the spiritual world because they, the, the center is already quite naturally occupied and everybody is into that. And that center is the worthy object of love. It's eternal and it's the dearmost thing to everyone. And we're actually part of that in a very intimate way. We are part of that God. In one sense, it's a strange concept I'm going to present here. God is not God without us because then he's not everything. <laughs> we may be insignificant, but we have our place and we participate and contribute to that love. Rasa Vai Saha, he is that ecstatic love. That, that is such a beautiful concept of, of, of reality. And it reflects at least reasonably what we experience, want, and aspire for here. There's nothing we want more than love. And there's nothing more we want than to be in a community and a world that is loving. Just see all the distress today where different people are centering themselves, hiding behind different ideologies. But actually the, ide the ideology generally is, is, is me. And it gets worse and worse. And that is what's making the world hellish 
That's what's making family hellish. That's what's making community hellish because we are selfish. Spiritual life means to be selfless. It means to be loving. And if we have that consciousness, chanada peace and ichena, torora peace, ahishtana, amanina, madanena, kirtaniya siddhahari, one should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street, more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and ready to offer all respects to others devoid of false prestige, devoid of the illusory conception that I am the center, I belong there, and I should move in direction, and I, I should get all power I can to keep it. Free from that. Free from that. A friend of, uh, of, of, of mine was making the point. I had a discussion with him about something else. Actually, another person that just somehow got my book and wrote me how much they appreciate it. And he said, Krishna is humble because his first expansion is greater than himself. <laughs> to the extent that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, that we only we we only love we only like Krishna because Sri Radha loves him so much. The center is humble. Krishna's qualification to be the center is that he's not exploitive. That he's loving, he's well-wishing. We're going to read that in these verses. And he doesn't even have that ego that he's descended. When we become a little centered, we develop so much ego, so much sense of superiority, and we well in that sense. I, I had a, a friend of mine, my college roommate, who I met the devotees visiting him in Los Angeles in 1970, 50 years ago. Unfortunately, he died preaching, actually, protecting some other devotees. It was a whole story. And his younger brother, who must be 65 now, is a good friend of mine and lives upstate. Disciple of Satsarup Maharaj visits. When I had a car, he was also my traffic ticket lawyer. I didn't get many, but the two that I got, I just mailed to him. But that's another story. Um, but I remember my friend was a great poet and I wish I had his poems but he, he, I remember one line that I like. He thought he was God, an infinite wad, something, something, and tasteless. Thought he was God, an infinite wad. So we have our aspiration. And in spiritual life, 
Desire is everything. It's changing your aspiration. Your world will conform to your aspiration. We're only separated from God by our aspiration. When we really, really want Krishna, then we have Krishna. We're only separated by that desire. You know, I had a meditation this morning and and I was, of course, I wrote this thing about, oh, I thought he was God, an infinite wad chewed over until it's tasteless. Uh, I, I, uh, Jayanta was with me when we went to, to <laughs> California and he remembered the rest of that poem. Amazing. He thought he was God, an infinite wad, Shoot over until it's tasteless. Yes, interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, this so this aspiration is what separates us from 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 God. And one of the ways in which we get this aspiration, and this is very, very important in spiritual life, Bhakti Devi, I got your note. Um, yeah, this aspiration. And one of the ways we get this aspiration is exemplars. People who idealize what we want, who by seeing we develop the desire for the same thing. This is the essence of bhakti. When we talk about spontaneous bhakti, what's it called? Rag-anuga. Anuga means to follow. And what do we follow? Rag. We follow the mood of a devotee whom we are, who, who, who we covet the aspiration and heart, that relationship that person has for God. And reading the Bhagavatam is the main way in which we get this. I, I quoted Voltaire many times that it just quotes stuck in my mind so much. Um, we advance that which we appreciate gradually belongs to us. Prabhupada in one purpose said we advance by appreciation. So we're following the heart of, of, of this devotee. And he has faith. And that faith necessitates Gratitude. Faith necessitates gratitude. Because when you have faith, it means you have some understanding how great God is and how undeserving you are to attain it. And the fact that you're on a path that, the fact that you're on a path to attain that 
overwhelms you with gratitude and humility. This is mercy. I'm undeserving. This is so great. And this is what the Bhagavatam is meant to uh, communicate to us. This is so wonderful. What we have is not an ordinary thing. But we can obtain it. And this point was made so beautifully in, in previous verses when, when Akrua was meditating that I can't attain Krishna, but then he thought, but he's a chuta darshanam. I'm going to get the darshan of one who's a chuta. He's infallible. And infallible means that his mercy never fails. God is merciful. And if you have legitimate need, God being Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Doya, the abode of magnanimity, when you have need, when you realize your need, when you express your need, which is the essence of our whole practice of chanting Hare Krishna, it's letting God see our heart. And what is that heart? It's prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is the exaltation of an object of aspiration. And the realization that I need mercy to get it. That's what prayer is. The exaltation of our aspiration and the understanding that we need mercy to get it. And that's what's going to happen as he's glorifying what, he, what is happening now in his life and becoming overwhelmed with how great it is and how little qualification he has. And, that, and what does that make him feel in your heart when you get something far beyond your qualification? What does that make you feel in your heart? Gratitude and humility. I'm not deserving. I'm not deserving. It's so wonderful. It's so great. And this is how great it is. And the prayer, the, the exaltation of that aspiration, and it pours from your heart. And that's what prayer is. And it's pouring from Akura's heart. This is what I'm attaining. I'm going to pay, pay obeisances to the lotus feet of Krishna. The effulgence of, of, his, of his feet, which is, it, which is the goal of the yogis. I'm going to pay my obeisances. And when I get up from those obeisances, Mukundasya, I will see his face. And this person is so exalted that I am going to see. And whose name we are chanting and whose form we are worshiping. This person is so great that the words that glorify his appearance and activities, they purify one. I'm going to go to that verse. Just They animate. They give life. This is life. Life is the heart. We know that. A person who has life is filled with love. 
and gratitude and humility and compassion and devotion. And I'm going to see the person who's who, who just the words of that are going to do this to people's hearts. They give life. They give life. Words give life. Which is why the commentators say all great acharyas, they write books because the, these words, we give life. That's why Prabhupada was stressing book distribution and reading his books because it gives life. Otherwise, without it, a place is a graveyard. It's dead. With its decorations, it's dead. And that analogy, the decoration of a dead body. Beautiful. It doesn't have life. Without life, it's not beautiful. Decoration of dead body. And therefore, I'm, I can't remember the verse, but I, I remember my recommendation of that verse. There was this incredible conference, the first World Con Congress for the science of, of the synthesis of science and religion organized by my godbrother, uh, Bhakti Sarup Damodar Maharaj. The, and when you see uh, Brahmatirta Prabhu sometimes comes on my Sangha, he was also one of the first members. He's now the director of the Bhaktivinanta Institute for Higher Studies, and they just purchased a beautiful mansion in Gainesville. So I went to that, and one of the organizers was named Rasaraj, he's another genius. And I gave him this verse in the Bhagavatam where it describes that all subjects, all subjects are you know they, 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 they and, and probably mundane subjects, so many different subjects, so many different things, but that that glorification of the Lord, it gives it life. That's why atheism, I'm, I'm thinking of this because I watched the debate the other day, is so unfortunate because there's no meaning in life. There's no morality. You can be a moral atheist, but you have no reason to accept it unless you believe in God. Because otherwise everything is deterministic. There's an bang and, and just one thing is banging into another. So a bad action is just a random thing of things moving and a good action is just a random thing. 
how do you ascribe meaning to that? I want to see the person and, and, and try to think what's in his heart. Try to think how, 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 how it should be relevant to us that we have these books. So now he's just going to talk more about the, 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 the Supreme Lord, whom he is going to see, his face. He's going to be in direct contact with him. Very interesting. It, it says, well, that's the next verse, but I'm just going to go. I love the line. Now all the dawns of my life have become auspicious. How many days have you woken up? <laughs> but if the culmination of that, no matter what you did in your life, no matter what you did in your life, if the culmination of that is to attain God, then everything in your life becomes auspicious. So that Supreme Lord has descended into this dynasty of the Sattvas to delight the exalted demigods. And it, it just wants to make a point here that the demigods are the servants of Krishna. They maintain the principles of, of, of religion that God has created. So yada, yada, hidharmasya, glanir, bhavati, bharta, Whenever there's a discrepancy of religion, glanhir, dharma, yadayadahi, dharma, glanhir, dharma, glanhir, there's a discrepancy in religion. Whenever there is, he comes to sharma, means to make peace, to delight the demigods it, it says he's come because had it with a krishna book uh, how does the krishna book begin once when the world was overburdened with an unnecessary defense force of demonia kings you know lord the mother earth approached lord brahma and they went to petition so why does krishna come he comes to 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 assist the demigods and to inspire them for dharma. I had I had a thought this morning. I, I I'm going to probably write it in one of the Monday morning greetings, but it really struck me. I'm thinking now, not in a macabre way, but I'm 70 years old, and I spoke to some of my friends that are 75 years old. A friend that I worked with with many years, Rupa Vilas Prabhu, he's writing a book for the BBT on Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He's kind of a bit of a scholar. 
he was there when I came to Krishna consciousness. He said he's 75. Wow. So you can't help thinking. You know, they, it, we should always be thinking this way, but I have to prepare. I have to purify my heart. Why? Yum, yum, vapi, smaram, bhavam, tajantyan, te, bakevalam. Whatever you're thinking at the time of death, sadantad bhava, bhavata. It's not just the thoughts. You won't have your thoughts. You'll have your mood. Your mood transcends your thoughts. If you are lusty, you don't have to think lust. It'll automatically be there in your consciousness. And if you have devotion to God, you don't have to think it. It's your bhava. So whatever your bhava, that is to go. And we have to be purified. And I was thinking, oh, my God. Look at all the things that Krishna will still have to purify me of. And then if I don't get purified of them, then he, he in another birth, then what will happen? I'll, I'll, I'll get some karma. I'll get something to purify me. And then I was thinking, what will God have to do to make me give this up or change this or change this? What will God have to do? And then I understood what, what he's doing in this life to me. And then I understood it's all his mercy. It's all his mercy. That's, that's what's going on right now with our difficulties and troubles. God wants to make you peaceful and saw something in your heart that doesn't make you peaceful and therefore has to create experiences for us to give us the right conceptions so that we can be peaceful. So he's delight the demigods because they are doing his bidding. They are doing his work to regulate the world. And residing in Vrindavan, he spreads his fame. Technically, his glories are known all around the world. He doesn't have to come. He's not here now, but he, he comes for the demigods. Paritranaya sadunam vanashayatraduskritam. Paritranaya sadhu. He comes for the sadhus, the saintly people, to satisfy their hearts and spreads his fame. The dem which the demigods glorify in song. Because why? The demigods are there during Krishna's pastimes. Look what happened to Indra. He became purified. And after that, he traveled around, spreading the glories of the Lord, which bring auspiciousness to all. But it's not just auspiciousness, mangalam. It's a shesha mangalam. It's a seishamangalam. That means, what is mangalam? What is auspiciousness? Health, wealth, relations. That's auspiciousness. Health, wealth, relations. That's mangalam. The spiritual world. Why do you want to go to the spiritual world? Everyone is healthy. They don't have to cook in the spiritual world. 
They may cook for Krishna, but they don't have to cook because the honey is oozing from the trees, the fruits, just like when I went to Colombia and I, I visited someone's house and they offered me some fruits and I started peeling the mangoes. They say, you don't have to peel the mangoes. And I bit into the mango with the skin and everything. It was so thin. We spend so much time shopping and cooking. And so actually it's so important to purify those activities because the lowest level of consciousness is anamoya that we see reality in terms of food for survival. Anamoya as the top one is what? Rasamoya, there's Ganamoya, Rasamoya, I forgot the top one. There's different levels of consciousness. That's why greed is called atyahara. Ati means extreme eating. It's not just eating, but it's the symbol for selfishness. It has to be purified. The Monday morning greeting after this, I told some of you, is going to be Kanishta Madhyam and Uttama eating. Kanishta eating is restaurant because it's only sensual. Home cooking is Madhyam because it's sensual and emotional. I did make this up myself. And Uttam or topmost eating is Prasadam. because it is sensual, emotional, and spiritual. Otherwise, yagya shishta shana shanto muchante sarva kil bhujate te When I first came to the Krishna consciousness movement, Pasadam was so simple. You didn't have money. We really lived like monks. We had absolutely nothing. We didn't have our own clothes. It was a common laundry, believe it or not. They washed them all together and put them on in the morning. You get what you get. And if you don't have a kurta, you wear a dhoti and a Hawaiian shirt. But, and... The only real sense gratification was the Sunday feast, which was great. And then Prabhupada came and he said, everyone should learn a verse a day of Gita and the temple president to inspire it. He said, you know, he would give a maha plate. That was the deities had the maha plate for the deities was incredible different prasadam. So on that inspiration, I would I actually learned 10 chapters by heart because I was so motivated to get that good prasadam. But anamoya. Therefore, in a devotee, the kitchen is so important that, that the food is offered to Krishna. That's why there's a deity in the house. The deity becomes the center. And the main thing is the kitchen becomes the deity for the deities and we don't eat anything that's not offered first to purify that kind of consciousness. Anyway, the spiritual world is mangalam. There's no sickness. 
no money shortage. You have to cook. But this is says, they glorify and sing, which brings su mangalam. Su means extreme, asesha mangalam, unlimited mangalam, because that's the higher mangalam. The higher auspiciousness is not only wealth, relationships, and food, but with devotion. And what's your crew is saying? I'm going to see this person that the demigods are glorifying whose words make everything auspicious. Today I shall certainly see him, the goal and spiritual master of the great souls. Seeing him brings jubilation to all who have eyes, for he is the true beauty of the universe. Indeed, his personal form is, is the shelter desired by the goddess of fortune. Now all the dawns of my life have become auspicious. So constant glorification, constant feeling of love, constant feeling of humility, constant feeling of gratitude until that becomes your bhav. And when it becomes your bhav, you don't have to create a spiritual environment, you're living within it, effortlessly living within it. And I shall see him, the goal and spiritual master of the great soul. So this word gati for goal could mean actual goal or the practice. So I'm gonna see that person, the Mahatmas, Mahat means expansive, why is a great soul called Mahatma or great? Mahatma, great Atma. Because their mind is expansive. Same word, Brahmana, great mind. And what's, I've said this, what's a great mind? A great mind, well, is one that actually can see the goal. A great mind is a mind that's filled just with desires to do the best and to avoid the worst and see what's best. I, I described the opposite of Brahman as creeping a narrow-minded person. I gave an example of someone who can't control their tongue, but they're very, they have a stomach thing and there's a feast and they only see when it begins and when it ends. Brahman, a broad-minded, sees some, something not only he sees something not only in terms of his life, but he sees things in terms of eternity. What actually serves the eternal. So those type of people who, who see the eternal for themselves and see the eternal for others, I'll see that person who's the goal of this. And the spiritual master, guru, in this reference to spiritual master means well-wisher. I'm gonna see the person who, who's, who practices to attain him. A, 
it, the great souls are, are, are taking the practice and detain them. The great souls have made that his objective. And he is the well-wisher of those people. And seeing him is the jubilation of the eyes. It's the jubilation for those who have eyes. Trees don't have eyes. For those who have eyes, it's the jubilation of the eyes. When seeing him, the birds remain stunned on their trees. The animals stop eating. The gopis just become completely absorbed. The festival for the eyes. And, and he brings, seeing him, he's the, for all those who have eyes, he is the Mahotsavam. Maha Utsava. Utsava means enthusiasm. I believe the word ut means stretched. Enthusiasm, the image of enthusiasm is a bird for a worm, a little baby bird stretching his neck. Ut. Utsava. Enthusiasm. Maha Utsava. Mahotsam. Great enthusiasm. He is the festival for those who have eyes. And for he is the true beauty of the universe. And he's the Ipsi Aspidam. He's the place of shelter, the desired place of shelter for the goddess of fortune. And I'm going to see that person, the goddess of fortune. She can only observe. She can't actually be with Krishna because she doesn't have the right bhav. She has mahishi bhav. Mahishi bhav of a queen. There's some reverence, not intimate, spontaneous love. And the goddess of fortune wants to see Krishna. There's a place in Vrindavan, if you go over the, some of you have been to Vrindavan to me, but there's just so many places to go. If you go over the river and you go to the other side and make a left and walk for about an hour, you come to a place, one of the forests of Vrindavan called Belvan. And that's the place where the goddess of fortune was performing austerities. And now all the dawns of my life have become not darshana, seeing, but sudarshana, the best sight. It was auspicious. Okay, somehow this is my second class. I have. I don't know. Generally, I feel I can talk forever. Today, this is what I 
been able to say. Jamunajaya, anything that struck you? Yes. Oh, I forgot to take down my Happy New Year's. <laughs> no, 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 let's see it. Okay. It's my Happy New Year's background. I forgot to take it down. Okay. Um, How do we switch that you get the the, the oh view. the regular or uh, oh let me see no that didn't work full if, screen no uh, full screen speaker that view that didn't work um speaker speaker view if i'm talking it should go big i don't know i got it so screwed up now i can't even <laughs> imagine maybe i put <laughs> on you okay anyway we right, should anyway. that background all right um Two quick things. I uh, from this morning's class, I went and I found that clip of Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, I watched it. That was that's in, that's intense to see that. I'm, I'm I always knew he had said that, but I didn't. I've never seen him say it. And the way he rubs his eye, almost like he was crying. Um, that was amazing. Um, but from today's class, I, I loved. I remember when we started this. I. I asked you, I know that it, that background is it's fantastic. Okay. It's, like, it's just a picture I found. You can just like put it up. Okay, good, good, good. But um um I remember I wondered why a Kuro was the um you know exemplar for prayer. Because in my mind I thought, oh, Queen Kunti should have been. But then what you said today really makes it with your prayer is exaltation of our aspirations and understanding we need mercy to get it. And that's what he examined. And I was You're just writing like, down these quotes because I'm going to ask you in a, a week or two to send them so I make a Monday morning greetings. But that's really what prayer is. So Monday, I, some of you know, may not know, but there's nine processes of devotional service and each has an exemplar. Shravanam, hearing is Maharaj Prickett, Kirtanam is Sukadeva Goswami, Smaranam is Prahlad Maharaj, Padasevanam is the goddess of fortune, Vandanam is, um, is Akura. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. What, what else? Um, I loved uh, words give life. I, I, that just really that really and then the the my big takeaway i think is what you were saying about at the time of the at the time of your death it's not your words it's your bob so you can't all of a sudden just like spit it out you have to have been cultivating humility and gratitude and all it, those things thoughts, it says krishna twadiya padapankaja pankara jama jeva me vishatu me manasa you know pro, uh, uh, let me with this, let me think of you now when the swan of my mind is entangled with the lotus of your feet. Otherwise, at the time of death, how will I be able to see you? Okay, good. Thank you. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, my humble obeisances. Hi, Bo. Uh, Maharaj, I like the point you made about. Uh, uh, God is so humble that his first expansion is greater than himself. I really like that point. Yeah, that was, and, I, I was given to me by a friend. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, thank you. Another point, Maharaj, you made was uh, that which you appreciate belongs to you. Yeah. I like that. But the best for me was, Maharaj, you mentioned about utsaha. Ut means to stretch. The analogy of baby birds reaching out for food, that's so sweet. It's so, it conveys the message powerfully. 
Yeah. Thank you, Marish. Thank you for coming on. It's great to have you. Okay. Anybody else? Say hello. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Missy. Missy, how are you both? How are you both? Um, I, I love everything. I, I written down. It made me think of other devotees too. People who we idolize and and we want to be like by seeing them. We want to follow the mood of that devotee, and we covet the aspiration and heart that they have for God. Um, so I appreciated that. And, I, and you've said it before that what we appreciate gradually becomes ours of Voltaire quote. So I love that as well. That's such an important point, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and there's many people here that, that I, I covet their, their devotion for, for God as, as well as yours, uh, mostly. Um, so yeah, it really hit the heart today. Nice, what a nice sentiment, huh? Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Missy. Hari Bo. Thank you, Maharaj. Hari Bo. Anybody else? Okay. Thank you, Thank you so Okay, great. You guys are back. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kim. Okay, good. I was missing you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is very kind of you, Maharaj. <laughs> good. Okay, anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for the class. Thank you. Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Totagopinath here. And Kishore Radha. Wow, isn't it Sunday, huh? We have two classes. It makes Sunday a real special day, I think. Absolutely. We here. Great. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Andira. Andira, nice to see you. Nice to see <laughs> Thank you. you. Too. Good. Anybody else? Okay, we can end for today. Thank you all. Bunch of couple to be a second.